Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians 3. I want to begin reading at verse 16 through 21. Ephesians 3, beginning at verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I have found out that when you have power, you can also have peace. Now, not every dictator that came to power had peace, but I'm talking about in our personal lives. When we have the power of the Holy Spirit, and you know, Pastor just finished a series on that, the power of the Holy Spirit for imperfect people, and I'm included in that. But I thank God that when I was about 19 years old, God filled me, baptized me with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed by it. For I speak and pray in tongues every day. And because of that, I have his power. Not my power, but his power. And because of his power residing on me and in me, I I have learned to live and walk in peace. I'm going to share some things today. And in no way am I trying to outdo because I can't, what Phyllis brought on Mother's Day. Was that not a phenomenal message and altar service? Amen. Amen. Praise God. But I am going to share some personal things with you that Sharon and I have gone through, but how the peace of God came to us even when we were going through them. I've always understood about walking in the peace of God praying for the peace of God. I learned a long, long time ago that when I'm facing a decision, God, is this your will or is this your will? When I find the peace of God, when I find the peace of God in the direction that he's wanting me to take, then I know that I'm in the will of God. Because let me tell you something. If you're experiencing fear, that is from the enemy. If you're experiencing confusion, that is from the enemy. God will always give you peace when he's giving you direction. And I remember 
32 years ago, a little over 32 years ago, when we were praying, Sharon and I, about whether we should leave South Carolina and move to Alabama, God gave us a peace in that time of prayer. Even as we were going back to South Carolina, an overwhelming peace came over us, and we knew that was the decision to make, to leave the church, to leave our family, to leave everything that we had known since birth, and come to Alabama. And for the last 32 years, we have been enormously blessed by the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives because we had his peace and we followed his direction. Amen? Amen. But we're living in a time today when almost everybody's experiencing some kind of turmoil, some kind of fear in their life. We look at the cost of gasoline and how it just goes up and goes up. We look at food. Have you noticed that maybe a lot of food products hasn't gone up? Now they have, but if you'll also notice the ounces that you're buying is going down. My cereal is not as much in the box as it used to be. And that brings me, I'm not even going to say it. I don't have fear. I don't have confusion because I know God is with me. I know God has provided and will provide for every cereal need that I have. And it goes further than that. We're living in a time where there is more bloodshed in America than ever before. And guys, again, this is not about politics. I'm telling you something. First of all, I believe that everything is coming together for the soon coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, Pastor Tony, we've heard that all of our lives. Yeah, but you need to read the scripture and how when God said this happens, look up to the heavens. When this happens, look up to the heavens because your redemption is drawing nigh. Let me tell you something. I'm looking forward. I've told Sharon, she and I are just going to say one, two, three, and Jesus is going to take us up into the air to be with him for eternity. People are more irritable than they've ever been. My smile cannot dissuade any bad looks that I get. And you know what I've noticed? When the pandemic started, shortly thereafter, people were running yellow lights on the Beltline. But now they're running red lights. Sharon and I were sitting at the red light just a few days ago, and she counted them. Our light turned green. I did not go. She counted one, two, three, came through their red light because everybody's in such a hurry. Everybody, I have a right to do this. I'm going to run this red light even if I crash into someone and kill them. So what is going on? The enemy has seen to it that the people in the world have no peace. I'm not trying to be humorous with this, but let me tell you something. When you have peace, when your light turns green, you don't floor it and go out. You just kind of sit there and wait for a moment. 
Because when you have peace, you're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Well, I've got another question for you. How many of you have recently been in a battle? Or maybe you're in a battle right now. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's with your job. Maybe it's with your health. But you're in a battle. How many of you have been in a battle in the past? Well, you need to understand something. If you didn't say yes to either one of those, you can expect to experience a battle in the near future because Satan is not going to let us rest. But I would rather turn the table on him and not let him rest. That when he comes against me with a battle, that I begin to pray in the spirit, that I begin to declare the name of Jesus Christ, and I begin to tell the enemy that you're a liar, the truth is not in you, you have lost, Jesus has defeated you, and God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And I turn the tables on him, and as I do that, God gives me an overwhelming peace, and I'm able to live and walk in that peace for the glory of God. In those battles, I want to ask you, did you experience rest? In those battles, did you experience quietness or security? And I'm asking you that because I want you to understand today that that is exactly what God wants us to have. Even in, especially in, the middle of our battles. Let me give you a good definition of the word peace. Peace is the state of quietness, of rest, repose, harmony, order, and security in the middle of turmoil, strife, and temptations. That's what peace is. Peace is a fruit of or an attribute of the Holy Spirit. And when you're walking in peace, you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said in Luke 24, 49, when we receive the Father's promise of the Holy Spirit, that we would be clothed with power from on high. That's why I pray in the Spirit. That's why I pray anytime I come up against something. Because every time I do, the power of the Holy Spirit comes on me. And when that power is there, the peace of God is always there. And I can look at the enemy, regardless of the battle, and I can say again, you are a liar. God's word is truth. Every promise of God is yes and amen, and I'm living in the Spirit of God. I'm walking by the Word of God, and I have victory over you, you loser. All too often, when trouble comes, and it has come, or it, has, it is in our life now, or it will come, and I'm not speaking anything negative over you. That's just life. That's the enemy. I 
I'm just asking if I have the liberty to share this. I had something just pop in my spirit, but I want to make sure the Holy Spirit's okay with it. I, I know you've noticed, you know, for some time that I use a cane. But it's because of the neuropathy. I, I, I'm not feeling the floor right now. I told Sharon I wore these hard bottom shoes and they're even harder to walk in than the really nice, comfortable, soft bottom shoes that I usually wear. Young looking shoes that I usually wear. <laughs> oh, by the way, Pastor Emilio, you're going to have to get yourself another cane. My cane looks like a young man. You got an old man's cane right there, okay? <laughs> oh, it was a gift? Oh, I hope they weren't here. <laughs> oh, that's not what I asked the Holy Spirit about, see? I got in trouble right there. He gave me permission to share about the neuropathy, though. But let me tell you something, guys. It's in my hands and in my feet, but every day, every, more than once every day, Sharon and I both, we agree, and I declare that there's healing in my hands, there's healing in my feet. I have feeling back. The nerves are being healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So I don't want you to sit out there and say, well, well he, he walks like a mannequin. Well, I may, but there's going to be a day I'm going to get up here. I'm 68, but there's going to be a day when I get up here and I'm walking like the young man that I am, okay? Amen. But all too often when trouble comes, when we are having a battle, we're, when we're in the thick of it, instead of acting like a child of the Almighty God, we act like, and this is a term that I heard growing up, we act like a chicken running around with its head cut off. Now, I never saw one running around with its head cut off, but my daddy used to wring the chicken's head and then throw it down, and it'd get up and run every which way. Man, that was, that was gross. Y'all don't, don't even know what the word gross means. Sick. But the chicken... The nerves are still working, and it just gets up and runs in every direction, every way, with no purpose. So in battle, do you rest in the peace of God, or do you act in a frenzied manner? Do you enjoy the peace of God in the battle, or are you in panic mode? Do you walk in peace or do you lack direction? I asked Josh yesterday if it'd be okay for me to share this part of his testimony. Back in September, early September of 1999, he was getting ready to go back to Auburn for his third year. And some of his friends were having a, uh, I think they called it a football watch party where they had televisions all through the house and they were watching the football games. But earlier that day, he had told his mom and I, or maybe it was on um, Friday or Saturday, he told us, he said, uh, I'm going to Atlanta this weekend. Now, he was old enough to make his decisions, but I had already, Sharon and I had already been praying for him 
And God had revealed to us, even before he told us about Atlanta, that when Josh tells you he's going to Atlanta, you tell him no, because Satan has a plan to kill him while he's in Atlanta. And on Saturday, I think Josh and I had gone down to a, a meet and three restaurant down in Somerville. It's no longer there. And riding back, I began to tell him that. I said, Joshua, I really would prefer you didn't go to Atlanta, and here's why. Satan has a plan to kill you while you're there. And I know he struggled with that the rest of the day Saturday. Um, and then on Saturday, late afternoon, he told us that he was not going to go, but he would go to Hartzell where they were having the TV football. Josh, am I telling it sort of right? Do you remember it that way? So he goes down. Sharon and I are feeling much better about it. I think Eddie James and Colorblind were singing there at Calvary that night. And uh, what was the song that God blessed you with that night? He's so faithful. And that may not be the title, but he's so faithful. So we go home. We get ready for bed. We, we pray just like we always do. We pray for Josh. And I, I think, I can't remember, that was in 99. Um, but I think it was around 11 o'clock we got a phone call. It was one of Joshua's friends, and he said, Mr. Willis, I hate to tell you this, but Josh has been shot. He's in the Hartzell Hospital. Click. That's all I heard. Your son has been shot. He's in Hartzell Hospital. No more information. Come to find out later on the, his phone. He was using Joshua's phone. It went dead. Sharon and I jump up out of the bed, and we're panicking. We're running around every which way, like a chicken with its head cut off. But we're praying in the Spirit while we're doing it. We're praying in the Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm just being transparent with you, but we were in panic mode. We were frantic. We didn't know the situation. We didn't know how he was doing. We didn't know if he was near death or not. So we're doing all that. We get our, our, our presentable clothes on. We jumped in the car, and I'm telling you, I floored it. On my way to Hartzell, I turned on Spring Avenue, and when I did, it was just like the Holy Spirit said, Tony, calm down. I've got this. And there was a peace that overshadowed me. And I told Sharon, and I said, everything's going to be all right. He's hurt, but everything's going to be all right. And the same peace came on her. I'll be honest with you, I even slowed down a little bit, not all the way. <laughs> it was nighttime, nobody's on the road, just me, Sharon, and the Holy Ghost, okay? And we get there, and he's got a hole in his face about the size of a silver dollar. Pastor, you arrived shortly thereafter to be with us. But you know what? He went through all of that. Eddie... James moved in with us, lived with us for a year, but during that time when Josh was recuperating, Eddie heard him singing in the shower. We all do it, some better than others. Some shouldn't do it, but they do it anyway. But Eddie heard Josh 
and he talked to Josh about coming and being with he and Bryce and uh, Adam in colorblind. And that began a three-year venture with Eddie James. And he came home, went to Nashville, graduated Middle Tennessee State. And like Josh was told me yesterday, he has a testimony. Guys, I'm telling you something. You cannot do better than praying in the Holy Spirit, than allowing the Holy Spirit to pray through you. See, when we do that, we may not fully understand it unless God gives us the interpretation, but I'll tell you somebody who absolutely doesn't understand it, and his name is the devil. It is Satan. It is Lucifer. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't know how to fight against it. It makes him run around like a chicken with his head cut off. It makes him panic. We need to learn to pray in the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to pray, period. When, when tragedy happens, pray. Uh, give God a chance to bring peace to the situation because in God's peace, you're able to chill and see God do some wonderful things. Turn with me to the book of Philippians chapter 4. Well, there we go. Philippians 4. I want to begin at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. First of all, that rejoice, that's worship. Worship. We need, worship needs to be a part of our uh, who we are every day. Do not be anxious about anything. Oh my God. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's worship again, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard of me or seen in me, put it to practice and the God of peace will be with you. That's a part of who God is. God is the God of peace. And when we pray to him, when we seek him, when we allow the Holy Spirit to come into us and flow through us, he gives us peace. But I'm telling you something. I've always learned that when I give thanksgiving, when I give praise, when I rejoice, when I worship, that opens the door more quickly for the Holy Spirit to come in and to bring the peace of God in my life. Peace is a fruit of being confident in God, in God's love. Peace comes from the knowledge that regardless of the battle, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. Yes, we knew Joshua was shot, 
but greater is he who is in us and him than he who is in the world. Satan could not take his life. He tried, even though he didn't go to Atlanta, he still tried to kill him. I'm telling you, parents, you need to be praying for your children. I'm speaking to some parents right now. Your children have begun to give you some trouble and you don't know what to do. I'm telling you to pray in the Holy Ghost to God. God will give you the answer for them. He'll show you what to do. He'll give you the words to say and he'll watch over your children and protect them in the meantime. You don't need to take this lightly. You need to take it very seriously. And I'm telling you this. It doesn't matter if your children are 10, if they're 18, if they're 28 or 48. You need to be praying over them in the Holy Ghost and believing God to work in their lives. Amen. Somebody go ahead. Just give God good praise. You see... When we do that, God gives us spiritual authority. He has given us spiritual authority. And it comes from having established God's peace in an area of our life that was full of conflict and oppression. And when victory comes, when you begin to refuse refuse to make decisions by what your eyes see, what your ears hear, or what your emotions experience. Guys, if we make decisions by those things, we'll run it over into the ditch every time. You see, my ear heard he's been shot, click, my emotion said, he's dying, he's dying, he's dying. But when, as we prayed in the Spirit while we were getting ready, that brought the Holy Spirit into the situation and he gave us peace. Matter of fact, if you look at him today, everybody go up to him and look at him on the side of his face. Make him feel welcome today, okay? <laughs> you can't even see where he was shot. It, it's so minute. God is good. God is good. Victory comes when you trust what God has said. And when you trust what God has said, the only way you can do that is you know his promises will come to pass. Isaiah 26.3 says this. You will keep, speaking of God, God, you will keep in perfect peace those who mind, whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. That's why you can't go by everything you see. You can't go by everything you hear. You can't go by everything you feel. You have to listen to God. You have to let God work in your life. You have to be steadfast on the word of God. You have to be steadfast in trusting God. And he will give you peace. Do you trust God? You know, you can really only trust someone when you have spent time getting to know them. 
I've spent over 50 years getting to know this beautiful young blonde lady right here. And I trust her explicitly. I trust her. If she tells me something, she'll do it. I trust her. I spent 43 years with that young man back there. I trust him. His name is Josh. I've spent eight and five, 13 years with that young lady beside him, his wife, Maria. I trust her. This, this is my family. I trust them. But you know what? God is my family too. I'm his family. I spend time with him. I talk with him. I know his voice. I recognize it. When he speaks, I recognize it. And I trust him. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 4. This will be the last one I ask you to turn to. But I'll give you a couple more scriptures in a moment. Mark chapter 4. And I want to begin reading at verse 35. Sharon used this scripture the other day when she spoke at the professional women's luncheon. Matthew 4, beginning at verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and waves broke over the boat so it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? So he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet or peace, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. And he said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? I can, before God, honestly say that I do not walk in fear. Oh, Pastor Tony, be careful. No, I'm not worried about it. I don't walk in fear because I know that Jesus goes before me. I know that Jesus is my rear guard. I know that Jesus is on either side. We we sang about that today. We sang about it. He prepares my way. He's my rear guard. He's encamped round about me. Jesus is my fortress. God is my fortress. They are my provider. I may not understand everything, and I may go through some things a little bit longer than I want to, but I do not walk in fear. I'm telling you a truth before God. The Holy Spirit is my witness, and I I would be afraid to say that if it were not true. But I'm not fearful of God because I know who he is in my life. I know that he rules and reigns in my life as my Lord and my Savior. I know that he has a vision for me. I know that he has a purpose for me. I know that I'm walking in that vision and in that purpose. Therefore, I do not fear. When I lay my head down at night, I go to sleep and I sleep well because I'm not fearful of the night. When I get up the next morning, I know that 
that God has a plan for my day and I walk in that plan and I'm not fearful because I know that God is with me. How many of you can say with me today, I am not fearful because I know that God is with me. I know that God has prepared this day for me. I will not walk in fear. I will not give the enemy a foothold, but I will always allow Jesus Christ to be my fortress, to be my guide. Hallelujah. Again, somebody give God praise. Hallelujah. But you see, Jesus didn't just fight against the storm. He used his authority and told it to stop because Jesus had perfect peace. Now, Satan's war chest contains fear, worry, doubt, and self-pity. Oh, don't nobody love me? Don't nobody care about me? I hadn't had a coconut cake and I don't know how long. Okay, I've used that enough. I'll, I'll stop that one. I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard for me to pray for somebody who's full of self-pity. I will, I will pray for them. I just said it's hard. I, I, again, that's something I, I don't allow in my life. If I, if I feel it coming on, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. I will not sit around and feel sorry for myself because I am a child of God, because God has given me not just my wants and needs, but he's given me above and beyond what I could think or imagine, hallelujah. God is a good, glorious, wonderful God. I don't have anything to feel sorry about. But with God, we have his word, we have his peace, we have his love, and we have his power. Most all of you know, if you've been here any time, know that Sharon and I brought her mother into our house. Actually, we brought her father and mother into our house, and her dad died uh, within about three months. Um, Alzheimer's had attacked the part of his brain that told him to breathe, and he literally just quit breathing. But then we had her mother there for six years. Dot was raised in church from a little girl. But she was raised in a situation where it was either legalism, holiness, or hell. Her father brought hell into her life, and the church brought legalistic holiness into her life. And so Dot struggled with those two things most all of her life. And I remember she was talking with Sharon one day, and she was talking about Sharon's uh, middle brother dying, and then she was talking about Mac, her husband, dying. She had lost a son and a husband. And she told Sharon, she said, you know, I'm afraid to die. And she would ask Sharon, Do you, where are they? Do you believe they are there? So Sharon would always give her the scriptural answer and the loving daughter's answer, and she would listen to her and answer her every time. Well, there was one day about a week before she died that Sharon was sitting in the bedroom. Dot was already confined to the bed, 
And Sharon was sitting with her back to the windows. And Sharon was talking to her about it. And it's like Dot began to look past her. And she told Sharon, she said, I see him. I see him. Now, we don't know if him was an angel or Jesus. It doesn't matter. She saw him. Approximately one week later, on a Sunday morning, I had gotten ready, and Sharon was going to stay with her mom. I said, let's, let's pray. That was our custom to pray. We joined hands with her and to each other, and we began to pray. And just before I concluded the prayer, I looked at Dot, and I knew that she had stepped into glory. I said, Sharon, your mother's not with us any longer. But here's what I want you to understand. She didn't struggle. She didn't fight. She wasn't fearful. There was a peace and a smile on her face when she died. You see, guys, it doesn't matter what age you are, that if you've got the presence of God and the peace of God, when death comes, you don't have to be fearful. Now, I'll be honest. I ask God, let me stay here a while longer and do some more work, win some more souls for the kingdom. But, it, it, but if it's my time, I'm ready to go and be with you. I have a peace about that. Dot finally had that peace. Who gave it to her? Was it Sharon? No, she may have helped, but it was the Holy Spirit. It was Jesus Christ bringing peace into her life. We need to be able to learn how to look beyond the problems. That's just it, though. We look too long too often at the problems themselves, we need to look beyond the problem and see the one who has the answer, see the one who has the power to destroy that problem, and his name is Jesus, hallelujah. We need to learn to see Jesus. John 14, 27, and I want to ask the praise team if they would please come back to the platform. John 14, 27, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. That right there is one of the reasons I'm not fearful. He has given me peace. He's left it with me. He didn't give it to me like the world does. The world would, matter of fact, the world doesn't even give you peace. But even if they almost do, they'll snatch it away before you get it. Guys, our pastor tells us this time and time again. We're, we're not about politics, but we are about Jesus. And look, quit looking to politics to solve your problems. Quit looking to politics to bring you peace. Only God, only Jesus can give you peace. And then Psalm 23, verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They comfort me. I may be in the valley of the shadow of death, but I'm not going to fear evil. 
Because I know that you're with me. The rod was something the shepherd used to give protection. The, the staff was what he used to gently grab the sheep and pull it back to him. Let me tell you something. Jesus will pull you to him and he will destroy the enemy as he's already done. The enemy is defeated. We have the victory through Jesus Christ. Everyone, please stand with me. There's some of you in here today, you've been listening to me as I speak, and it's almost been hard for you to comprehend what I'm talking about. Because either you've never had peace or it's been so long, you have forgotten what peace really is. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning that God is here to give you that peace. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace, not just a peace, but the peace of Jesus, for he is peace. I don't give it as the world does, but let your hearts not be troubled and do not be afraid. There's some of you, you look at the either the internet or a newspaper or the television and every day, you say, everything's getting worse. And you become more and more fearful. And you have less and less peace. But listen to me, guys. One of the reasons that I'm up here today is to speak and declare that peace over you and for you to be able to walk out of here today with a peace and you're not going to worry when you step out on that parking lot. Oh, Pastor Tony, I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. Because God will give you the strength. Jesus will give you the knowledge. They will give you their strength and peace. Let me ask for every eye to be closed. No, no, what? No, no, no. Open your eyes. Well, the Holy Spirit said, don't ask them to close their eyes. So I, I said, no, every, every eye back open, okay? Don't close them. How many of in, you in here today? Here's why. Because if you need peace, it's going to take some gumption to raise your hand. But I'm telling you, when you use that gumption and you raise your hand, God's going to download peace into your life right then. But how many of you here today, you really don't have peace? You worry about your children, you worry about finances, you worry about food, you worry about war. All you do is worry, but God wants to give you his peace. And if that's you today, I want you to raise your hand. Don't be afraid. Amen. 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 I see. Yes. Amen. 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 Let me go on this side. Amen. 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 Amen, amen, amen. Now raise both hands. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for the willingness of those who raise their hands saying, I need God's peace. God, right now, I step into their life in the power of the Holy Spirit 
and I rebuke the fear that the enemy has been bringing against them. And I declare right now that God, as they leave this place today, they're going to walk in the peace and the power of God Almighty. I thank you, Lord, that Satan is bound. No longer is he going to be able to fill them with his lies but they're going to walk in the truth of God's Word. They're going to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. They're going to walk in the power of God. In the name of Jesus, I speak peace into every life, into the life of those who raise their hands, but everyone here, I declare peace in the name of Jesus. I rebuke fear, and I declare peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If you receive that, I want you to begin to praise Him. I want you to begin to exalt Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.